Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's like, sorry, I'll leave you alone for now. Can you tell me where the bathroom is? Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Corey's in the end zone. Gets it away, deep down the middle. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to another episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? Episode number 34. This one brought to you again by Breast Cancer Awareness Month and Hub International, the largest privately held insurance broker where we are with you for all your needs in business and in life. Don't forget to email us at Corey at somethingsbrewing.com. Check us out at somethingsbrewing.com. Follow us on Instagram at somethingsbrewing. So actually broadcasting from the top floor of the Hub International building in a beautiful Culver City, I'm sure you're going to notice a little bit of difference in quality, but that is unfortunately because producer Dan could not be with us tonight. Don't worry. He's okay. Uh, he will be back. I promise you, I am have zero desire of breaking up the band, but I have, uh, so I know the quality is not going to be as good, but I want you to just get through it because I, I've still done a whole bunch of research and, uh, even might even be able to throw in some sound effects. We'll see how that actually, um, how that actually takes. So we're just going to push through, uh, cause sometimes the show must go on. So with that, Honorable mentions for number 34, the great Shaquille O'Neal, fantastic basketball player and beautiful entertainer as well. And then the one and only Thurman Thomas, one of my favorite Buffalo Bills of all time. But that's just a precursor to my favorite number 34 of all time, sweetness himself, Mr. Walter Payton. Super Bowl champion of Super Bowl 20, 1985. Great time to be a Bears fan. Hasn't happened since. Nine-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first-team NFL team. Most valuable player in 1977. Offensive player of the year in 77. Man of the year in 77. And when you're talking about the man of the year, I mean, they've created an award called the Walter Payton Award, for goodness sakes. And uh, when they make a, an award for you about how great of a person you are, I think that, you know, goes without saying. Um, loved watching him as a, as a kid. Loved his running style. Was, had a very unique way of running. Punished people. Second all-time rushing leader in the NFL's history. Uh, did have 800 less carriers than Emmett Smith, for those of you that are keeping track. But also did have, with that interesting rushing style, running style, he did have the third most fumbles of all time behind Tony Dorsett and Franco Harris. So, uh, you know, he was a big a big personality in Chicago. Um, and, you know, his, uh, his son Jarrett is the same age as myself and was a, a standout Chicago high school athlete. 
So got a chance to meet him and spend a little bit of time with him. Great kid, great family, uh, and, and love him. God, uh, God rest his soul. So with that, I'm going to do my first attempt to sneak in a little bit of sound effects for those of you that loved the Bears as much as I did. Watch how I do this. Now, this is, again, not the production value that producer Dan would be able to bring. And by the way, if you think I did a good job without him, shoot us an email because I doubt he's going to actually listen to this show. But here we go. Here's my first attempt. Yeah. Got my shoes off. Dancing in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> love sweetness. All right. So with that, we are off. Okay, so quick UCLA football preview. We don't have a recap from last week because we obviously had a bye week. But looking towards the Stanford game. um, So for those of you keeping track at home, we've lost 11 straight against Stanford. Uh, We haven't won in Palo Alto since 2007. So um, I really... I really am hoping for an opportunity to uh, to cut down the trees. I know that we brought this in last week, and I still love it. I'm going to try it again here. Let's see if it comes out because you know I apologize to all the environmentalists out there, but yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to cut down the trees. And if you've ever looked into YouTube, you can actually find something on YouTube called 10 Straight Hours of Chainsaw. Just full on 10 straight hours of chainsaw. I, I, I don't I don't know how that's even possible. But anyway, Stanford's most likely going to be starting their third string quarterback. Um, I, you, I can't I couldn't find online or uh, haven't heard if Austin Burton is going to start or DTR is going to make another start. Apparently, DTR did practice um, a, a little bit this week. But I got to tell you, I hope that Austin Bur- Burton gets a chance to uh, make his second career start because I think that would be the in the best interest of our program at this particular moment. Um, Stanford also had a bye week. Uh, but they did, and they did have a really nice win against Washington in Week Six. But they're three and three right now. They've had losses to a, a good Central Florida team, a really good Oregon team, and an SC team that uh, you know can can play great at times and look like crap at other times. But and had wins against Northwestern, uh, Oregon State, and Washington. So. I hope their third streak 
third string quarterback isn't uh, as good as the others because that could really be uh, an opportunity for us to take advantage of that. We'll see. Uh, do want to tell a couple a couple stories about some of the, the games that we actually had while I was here. Uh, there was a, unfortunately a we told this story a few weeks back when we played Washington State, but what happened when we were 6-0 and and ranked number three in the BCS and we went up to Stanford, it was unfortunately the beginning of a terrible demise for the rest of the season. But a couple interesting stories. First, for those of you that have no idea about what the additional requirements that Stanford has to be able to get into school. It was shocking to me as I was getting recruited that, um, you know, was offered a scholarship from Stanford um, under one condition. I needed to write an essay. And I remember thinking, why in the hell would I need to write an essay considering no one else needs me to write an essay? But as you, uh, you know, you realize more and more about what Stanford is exactly, it's, uh, it's no surprise that they get one-of-a-kind kids because the fact that they have more NFL players over the last, you know, 10 years than UCLA, well, certainly on the offensive line, is, is truly remarkable. But in 2001, after we, were, we started this 6-0, and we go up to Palo Alto and no joke, for the first three third downs, we ran the same exact play because Bob Toledo was convinced that it was going to work and that we had to get our star tight end the ball. After the first three three and outs, we finally changed a few things. But a little side note, I was actually in those first six games about to break the National Division I record for pass attempts without an interception. But that streak also ended, which I will go on record saying this. I believe that it was a pass interference call uh, over the back on Tab Perry down the middle. But nonetheless, finally threw my first interception. Uh, another quarter later, I hurt my thumb and didn't get to finish the rest of the game. Scott McEwen came in and did, did a pretty good job. But at the same time, that we, went, we ended up losing that game and became 6-1. and one. So hopefully it will be the exact opposite for the Bruins this time in Palo Alto as we go in the other direction after a 1-5 start so far. We're going to come out of the bye week and hopefully turn things around and, heaven forbid, go in the complete opposite direction that we did in 2001 and actually make a fantastic ending to this season. I'm still optimistic on that. Roundout of the rest of the college football recap. So Pac-12 highlights ASU with a nice final drive to beat Washington State. Notre Dame held on to beat USC, for those of you that watched that game. Uh, great showing by the Trojans, but they weren't able to hold on. Oregon still looks awesome uh, and, and definitely appears to be the best team in the Pac-12. Uh, Utah showed that Oregon State is not as good as they looked against us and smoked them. Uh, and then UW more than covered against U of A, which if you were keeping track at home after the last week, I had a terrible, uh, terrible gambling week. Uh, that was my one lock of the week, which I did win. So uh, next up on uh, for the Pac-12, looking forward to a UW versus Oregon game. That's actually my lock of the week this week because I do believe Oregon's going to cover the minus three. 
And I think Utah will also cover the negative 13 and a half against ASU because it's up in Utah. And um, I, I think ASU is going to make it a good game, but I think Utah is going to come away and cover it towards the end. Washington State's going to beat Colorado, and USC is going to beat U of A. Uh, and then Cal and, and Oregon State, that game will be close, but it's not going to be as entertaining as the others. Rest of the top 25, UVA lost to Miami. Feel bad for them. And then Memphis lost to Temple. Uh, shout out to the Temple coaching staff, which actually has ties to my hometown, uh, Mr. Uremovich in particular. And thank you to Cruz for Congress for that info. South Carolina stuns Georgia in double overtime. Some of the footage of those Georgia fans was awfully depressing. Wisconsin crushes Michigan State. Alabama still looks good in, be- in beating uh, A&M. I was wrong that that might have been an upset, but again, I wasn't super uh, hell-bent on that. Clemson smokes Florida State. Cincinnati wins again against Andre Houston. LSU more than covered against Florida. We were right on that. Boise State scores 56. The old Smurfs beat Hawaii. And then Penn State won a close game against Ohio, another close game for Iowa. And then Michigan scored 42 against the Illini, but it appears that Harbaugh might be on the hot seat. Uh, And then Oklahoma beat Texas, and I'm going to give more of that in the travel section. So next up for big games that I'm looking forward to uh, in the top 25, uh, big one against from Michigan State, Michigan versus Penn State. Uh, Curious to see what happens there. And then the the other two really biggest games uh, in the country are going to be the two Pac-12 matchups that I already mentioned between uh, UW and Oregon and then uh, then ASU versus Utah. So with that, let's move the chains into the rest of the sports section. So I don't know how this is going to come out, but again, so far I'm feeling pretty good about fitting in my, my sound effects, got to be honest. So from an NFL update, uh, Patriots remain 6-0, big shocker there. Brady passes Peyton Manning for the second, second most passing yards in NFL history. My favorite quarterback as a person, but not necessarily my favorite quarterback when it comes to talent, that still remains with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Carolina actually wins their 5-0 and with their backup quarterback playing. The Bengals are 0-6 as they lose to the Ravens. Um, Seahawks beat the Browns. They're 5-1. The Falcons versus the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals won again. Uh, 49ers still undefeated. Uh, taking down the Rams. Feel bad for the hometown team. I'd like to see them get back on track. Uh, Broncos win. Uh, Cowboys and uh, uh, got beat by the Jets. Going to come back to that later on in the travel section as well. Chargers are not looking good as they lose to the Steelers. Packers won against won again against the Lions in a really good game. Uh, and again, as a reminder, I don't know if you noticed his interview at the end of the game, but again, just a little weird. He's got that that look, almost like he's uh, he's feeling pretty sweet. And I love his, his, his how he's answering those questions, but. Uh, if anyone else has noticed, noticed that, uh, follow, follow me on that in the future. We'll see if that changes uh, after a loss. Um, Saints still looking good at 5-1. and one. Teddy Bridgewater doing a great job still. Uh, and then we talked about the Texans last week. The Texans beat the Chiefs. 
So the Texans are, are a stock you might want to buy. Uh, the Dolphins lost again. It looks like our, our, our Bruin brethren, Rosen, is going to get benched next, next week as well. The Vikings beat the Eagles. Uh, and then for next week, I'm looking at uh, seeing, seeing if the Rams can get back on track against the Falcons. They sure could use a win. The Bills should go 5-1, and one, which would be amazing. They're playing the Dolphins. Raiders versus Packers. Always love to see what the Raiders are going to do with everything that's going on. Uh, big game with the Saints versus the Bears. And then the Sunday night showdown, Eagles versus Cowboys, uh, with a lot of implications uh, for that game in a division rivalry. Uh, Major League playoff push. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals for their sweep of the Cardinals after a terrible display of offense by the Cardinals in that series. The Nationals are going to go to their first World Series uh, and they're doing it without Bryce Harper. So congratulations to them and congratulations to our nation's capital. Yankees, Yankees, on the other hand, well, they won game seven, seven to nothing in, a, in obviously in a big fashion, but have lost the last two. They lost game two in extra innings and then last night they lost four to one. Uh, tonight's game actually got postponed due to weather, so they're going to make up that game tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Yankees are going to pull off this series, but I would love to see a New York versus DC World Series. But it looks like it's probably going to be Houston versus DC. Uh, the NHL is actually going on, but we're going to get back to that in future episodes. And then the NBA is getting close to starting. Looking forward to. Uh, to analyzing the whole NBA season, especially obviously with basketball in Los Angeles being so unbelievably potentially exciting. Uh, It's going to be a great thing to be a sports fan in Los Angeles with that. So with that, let's slide over to the pop culture and politics section. And we talked about this before. I had a hard time finding another song for that had slide in it. Slide in it, so I had to downgrade slightly to a song by Paul Simon with "Slip Slide" in it. I'm sure some of you remember this. Slip sliding away. <laughs> Slip sliding away. You know the near so probably a little bit more for our, our older listeners, but um, for the younger listeners, if you haven't actually gone back and listened to a little Paul Simon, give it a shot, especially the Chevy Chase video is always, always entertaining. So from a pop culture standpoint, not much happening this week. However, I did hear that the Kardashians might be coming to an end. Uh, the legendary reality show. And then Kylie Jenner, another part of the Kardashians, almost broke the internet from a rendition of Rise and Shine, which she barely even said anything to her baby that was waking up uh, as she did a tour of Kylie Cosmetics. Um, lots of people love that. Um, she does look a lot like Kim, by the way. I haven't seen her in a while. Looks like she's had a little bit of work done. And just be cool with the way you look. I don't see any reason why you need to look exactly like uh, Kim Kardashian. And uh, her rendition, right after Rise and Shine, her grammar was also incorrect. Moving on to politics. So, Syria is not 
uh, cooling off. Uh, it's heating up on both sides. Uh, and remember what I said last week, though, about just getting out of the Middle East. I don't necessarily believe that this is particularly the, the right thing to be happening right now. Uh, but uh, we'll see. There's a lot of pressure on whether or not this is the right move by Trump. It could either be a genius move or, heaven forbid, something happens with ISIS in the future and everybody blames him for leaving. So uh, I certainly hope that nothing happens uh, anywhere near that. But he did make uh, quite a condescending comment that I thought was interesting. He said, go ahead and let him fight over a bunch of sand. So I'm sure that uh, was perceived very well in the Middle East. Uh, the Democratic debate, wow, that was exciting. They got some pretty low ratings on CNN, uh, though I don't feel bad for them. I did watch as much as I could possibly stomach. Um, and isn't it funny how four years ago that Bernie Sanders was a complete outlier? Um, good for him. I'm glad that he was able to uh, survive his heart attack. Um, he looked fine to me. Uh, and then the, the most interesting part is that the person that the Democratic Party would love to have run is Michelle Obama. She's obviously trending as the next president, but she says there's no way and I can't blame her. I don't think I would want to uh, get off my Oprah throne considering everybody thinks I'm the literally the best person on the planet right now. I think I'd be completely fine with that and not even mess with the potential political aspect of that. And then LeBron and China. So that hasn't died yet uh, because LeBron made a couple interesting comments about how the Houston GM handled everything. I wasn't overly impressed by the, the responses that LeBron gave. Um, and, and, I'm, but I'm, and I'm also not going to beat the dead horse today on this right now. Um, I can say that I also don't look, blame LeBron for the way he handled it because at the end of the day, he was just protecting his own particular company and catering to China, just like almost every other company is pretty much forced to do. So hashtag business decision. And I'm really, you know, I'm not going to hate on him anymore today unless things in the future change drastically, but... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Could you tell me where is the toilet? Oh, 对不起,请问一下厕所在哪里? That's how I feel after I after that. Um, I, it's like, sorry, I'll leave you alone for now. Can you tell me where the bathroom is? Uh, but we'll see. I don't see it. Die. I don't see the whole story dying with the NBA, but we're definitely going to be um, to be following that throughout the season. So with that, let's pack our bags for the travel section. Very excited about this. Because if you listened last week, um, I talked about another sports sandwich, but let me recap really quick what happened. So I went to the, my wife and I went to a, a Griffin concert at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles on Friday night, borderline rave, okay, laser light show, um, totally messed up teenagers all over the place, lots of craziness, nowhere, to, there was no seats, so it was just a giant, uh, you know, uh, uh, concert hall, if you will, if no one's ever been to the Shrine Auditorium. And uh, is it just me or are DJs becoming more and more popular than ever? Uh, so, and, and I've always sort of thought that a DJ was best at a club 
you know, like a Vegas club or a LA club or a big city club where you get, you know, a table or bottle service and you go onto the dance floor and you sit down at the table with bottle service. I, I'm not a huge fan of watching DJs in a concert venue. And I'll tell you why. Because unless it's the chain smokers with a couple people singing and, uh, you know, and a little bit of musical uh, talent besides just spinning with your technology, um, it's kind of tough to watch from a concert standpoint. And I'll tell you one thing. I would, I would love to be a copyright attorney, though, when it comes to all of this DJ popularity. Because when you listen to their songs that they become famous for... I'm pretty sure they sound a hell of a lot like all kinds of other songs that have already been famous. So interesting little take on that. My wife and I completely disagree on that, that but I uh, just wanted to get that out there. Then I take the red eye to Dallas to go to the Red River Shootout for the first time ever. And for those of you that haven't been, it's the game between Oklahoma and Texas at the Texas State Fair in the Cotton Bowl, 95,000 people, and they divide the stadium literally down the line. Texas fans on one side, Oklahoma fans on the other side. One of the coolest college football scenes I've ever seen. Uh, Texas actually backdoor covered on me from a gambling standpoint. I had Oklahoma and the under, and that last, uh, that last second touchdown that Texas scored let me lose that bet after a, a tough personal foul penalty. Uh, but huge thanks to Mikey B and the big Gooter and the smartest Cornell football player ever, the Lutzmeister, uh, who battled a dislocated pinky toe to hang in there all day. He's actually a longtime listener as well. So I had a fantastic time talking about the show and thank you thank you thank you steve you're one hell of a guy so not going to miss another one of those that was uh fantastic then i take a 6 a.m flight to new york city straight to times square to drop off my luggage then to a classic jets tailgate with a warbeck and if you've ever hung out with a warbeck you gotta do it uh it's a lot of fun throw through the football a little bit actually my arm still hurts because I'm trying to show off a little bit uh, but the guy I was playing catch with, you know, interesting story I wanted to point out. So it's, it's, a, it's telling about, you know, certain, uh, you know, yeah, just parenting it, if you will. So I don't catch the ball. It bounces over my head and it bumps into the side of this father that is grilling some food. And he's got a bunch of, you know, late teens, early 20s kids that are obviously hanging out. He's got his wife there and so forth. So it barely bumps into his grill. He gives me, it doesn't hurt any of his food. And I'm like, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, and, and he, but he gives me this look as if I ate all of his food, beat up his son and took his wife home. So I, I just said, oh man, boy, that could have been a hell of a lot worse, huh? And I kind of walk away as I'm still getting these looks of just the worst look I've ever gotten. And the son goes, that's such a ridiculous thing to say. And I stop and I turn around and I go, what, what do you mean? Do you know that, that it could have been worse? When you think about it, dude, at the end of the day, it really could have been worse. And everyone just keeps looking at me with this blank faces. And that's when I remembered that why some tigers eat their young. 
So I was, uh, it was, it was depressing for a moment, but I tried to take the high road, went into another parking lot section, started chucking 55 yarders. But of course that's because the ball was not a full size ball. So a uh, big shout out to the Jets and a fantastic win and a big thank you to the MetLife crew for their hospitality. Uh, what a what a great what a great venue, what a great stadium. And J-E-T-S Jets, Jets finally win. All right. Okay. Not a lot of happening from a, from a travel uh, preview, but you know things change. You might have to make some things happen in the last minute. So Finally, we're going to cross over to Brooklyn's Bridge to the last part of the show. We hope you stick around because then you're going to know. All right. So, like I said last week, we're almost done with the recap of the seven pause laws. As a reminder for the new listeners, thank you again for joining us. And I promise you that the, the quality of this recording will get better next week when Dan gets back from whatever the hell Dan is doing. Uh, So number one, keep a positive attitude at all times. Number two, don't forget to pause and reflect. Number three, always position yourself for success. Number four, remember a round of a pause. Number five, everyone needs some apostles. Number six, never play possum. And number seven, feel the pause and effect. So pause law number six, never play possum. The animal is obviously known for playing dead as a defense mechanism for survival. I simply use it as a reminder to just be yourself, whatever that is. I'm not going to get into much more of it than that. Just be yourself, all right? But I will connect the dots once again with the UCLA game and the the hopeful start of a beautiful second half of the season. And I'm going to end with this song, right? I said I want to do the same song from last week. And I think this song is perfect timing for an opportunity to connect pause law number six and the second half of the season. One of my favorite songs of all time. I hope you like it. Hopefully we're going to change and start winning. You follow me? I'm going to make a difference. Gonna make it Okay, obviously, I hope you caught the reference, all right? UCLA is hopefully going to make a change, change, and then I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm going to be myself.
Uh, I was pumped about finding that song, by the way. I don't know how that's going to take, but we'll see. All right, so let's chop down the trees. And don't worry, again, no desire to break up the band with producer Dan. Uh, but sometimes, again, the show must go on. So remember, when you keep a positive attitude at all times, something's always brewing. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Corey's in the end zone. Gets it away. Deep down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Love sweetness. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.